0: All right. Well, with no further ado, we're very excited to have the Simwakas with us today. And we get to hear from Quacha now to update us on all that the Lord's doing in South Africa through their family. So come on up, Quacha.
1: Well, I want to say thank you so much, uh, uh, especially for the work you do for all the missionaries. By what I mean, just being able to pray, that's a really big work. And um, it's like, you know, sometimes uh, when you think of a mission field or missionary, you're thinking of, you know, the guys that are on the field, they're working hard and and, and they carry more of like, you know, or, or, or the credits, uh, but I, I have to just um, assure you that you carry as much as credit as anyone else who's out there in the field, because for everything that we do out there, the challenges we deal with, you know, we are able to do that because of your prayers and your encouragement. And so for me, even though we haven't been long out there, we've already seen just uh, the effect and the fruitful of your prayers. And so I have to say thank you so much for that. In terms of how big the package you can send should be, we just have to talk how big are you talking about. Because, <laughs> um, But yeah, we're so thankful for that. Um, so we are the Smokers. We are serving in South Africa in the northern part, uh, probably the north, north, north part of South Africa. Uh it's called Polo Corny, and that's the family there. Oh, it's not there yet. You've seen already, and uh oh there you go. So that's the family. Uh we have uh Shirley and you kind of saw them at least uh if you came early enough in women's meeting out there. Uh you have Shirley the oldest one and Charlotte, uh Magnolia and uh little Violet who's still yet to come. Well, anticipating to see her. She's four, supposedly, which is kind of interesting. Um But, yeah, so that's the family there. We, that's the team that we have out there. Uh We moved about living months ago. Um We live in, obviously, Africa, the continent of Africa, but specifically in South Africa, which is sort of the bottom part of uh, Africa there. And That's the largest site there. And we live in Polokwane in in South Africa, but in the town on the top there, which is red, uh, it's called Polokwane. Um, and, uh, the town there right now, there are in, this is just a little bit of a view of the town that we live in. Uh, this is summer, so it's rainy and green. Uh, but in winter it's a little bit brown and red. Uh, so that's where we are. Um, it is about, I think, hundred and thirty or 40,000 people in there. Uh, and that is significant, as uh, I'm going to point out in a minute or so. Okay, so there we moved. And uh, I don't have the picture of our teammates, uh, but you probably know them. Dave and Carol Beakley, we work with them. Uh, such a blessing for us to be with them, uh, and so we work with them, and uh, they've been helping us to get introduced in the ministry. So we have two parts way of how we are involved in there. One is in the local church. Uh, so this is the church that we go to, um, and uh, uh, it's 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 been as uh, should say a smoother. Transition for us because of how um, the people there have uh, opened their arms to us, have been very helpful to help us transition. We have felt at home being in that church. And uh, in that church, uh, there are three ministries we are involved with, as you can see there. Uh, there's what we call DISCERN, which is Young Adults. So, what happens is that um, A number of people, when they graduate high school, they go to bigger cities because it's a small town. So that's where they have more universities and some more opportunity for them to find what they want to study. So they go to big towns like Johannesburg or Pretoria or some as far as Cape Town. So what happens is that um, we like our church, we don't have college ministry because all of them are gone. Um, but what we do have is a number of those people come back and so when we moved out there we noticed that there were a number of young adults around and one of the things was um, because they felt like there is no sort of fun or entertainment in the church they find those in there with their secular friends and uh, a significant number of those Involved in those areas They get easily influenced by those secular friends And end up not living the way they're supposed to So Amana and I We decided Let's start having fun in our place So we started game nights And a number of them started coming in And it became a platform Where we started helping them To just think biblically um, I remember I uh, remember uh, I, I'm going to point that later. We we did... Uh, let me show you this picture here. Uh, so this was like the first retreat we did with these young adults. Uh, it was fun. Like, we've been doing this two months, and then um, Amanda and I were like, uh, you know what, guys? We need to have a retreat. And then uh, they all looked at us like with like, okay... What is that? And so we're like, oh, we have to do a little bit of explanation here. Get some excitement in these people. know that retreat is good. It's fun. And so we started slowly. We, we go out for a weekend. Weekend? What do you do all that weekend? And so we're like, oh, there's quite a bit of stuff that we can do in the weekend. We can pack it. And, and so slowly, I mean, we started talking. And uh, I remember down the road after, like, pitching this idea, I just we, just we came up with a list, you know, this is what we would do, you know, like there's teaching, and there's uh, small groups, there's games and all that, and then people started like, hmm, I think maybe we can do this. And so uh finally we did one, and we had 17 uh, young adults that joined us. It was really lots of fun. And one thing that was interesting was, uh, I think everybody in their mind, they were thinking it would be more games, you know, than anything else. <laughs> but I feel like we didn't even do games at the end of the day. We ended up just, you know, teaching, and the goal was just to help them begin to think biblically. And we had some good discussions. And um, and out of that group, uh, I think uh, at the end of it, if I recall very well, uh, I just, some girls started thinking, Oh uh, we should start like a reading a uh, Bible thing, you know, and yeah, somehow that kind of started happening. So it's just amazing how far we came to the way we got and, and, and I think uh it's been a blessing uh for these young people uh because this affects like in terms of how you know they find wives or husbands because uh, either they're thinking mostly from traditional point of view, um, or, or just secular thinking, and so even though they go to church, and so it's 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 more geared. This young adults is more geared. That's why we call it discern, is just to help them to discern the will of God. Um, and and so uh, I think it's just now growing, and we need your prayers because uh, um, especially now that we are here. And they're still trying to keep going with that. And actually, out of that, uh, from Noe, Amanda started, had like four girls that she's meeting every month. Uh, she's doing uh, women's, what, what do we call it, e- EWG something? Yeah, I, I, I always oh. never got it right. Even though I was here for 10 years, I always <laughs> don't get it. Uh, yeah, but I'm part of the group, so I think I should know that. Um just one quick story. This is one of the girls that is in the group. Uh she started attending church like after we've been there for like two months. Uh atheistic kind of a person, not loving God, not caring about God. And somehow somebody brought to church and she started attending and then she started uh interacting with one of our ladies in the church. And then she started, she joined us in um, a descent group. Amazing, the Lord, you know, saved her. And now she's just uh, pretty much on fire. She still has some ages that um, Amanda has interacted with her. Um, And um, right now, I think she's busy trying to write her testimony so she can be baptized. You know, you may look at it, you say, you guys are doing good work, but I think it's you doing great work of praying. Uh, that's how this the Lord is working in this life. So we've seen some fruits like that. Um, and so one other ministry that we're involved is children's ministry. And if you had asked me when we were going there that that's what we're going to be doing, I would tell you, no, we're not doing that. Uh, but, you know... Uh, you know, it's kind of interesting. You you come to church here. Uh, there's just like a, a lot of things happening, and there's a lot of big people doing things out there. And you just walk in and you go out. And so, if they ask you, can you swing a hammer? You're like, I've never touched a hammer before. And so, you know, you go to a place where you know there's so much needs bubbling you know just in front of your eyes so you're like it's like you know you have this pipe the water is coming from here you're like I need your hand oh that thumb too you know I I gotta throw my everything and I think that's kind of the situation there we went in there we realized that they have children's ministry and the mindset of many people in our church especially men is like children ministries for women uh, and so, and I think you may look at that from surface ground to say, well, oh, it's just a church. No, but probably that's what happens in the family, the women raise kids, not a man involved, really. Uh, and so that kind of affects how they live. And so we automatically, there was just one couple that was involved and we were working with the church, so we joined, jumped in, and um, Mostly to just to give an to be an example to the people in the church uh to see the value of men getting involved in these little kids um and so uh a funny thing is we get there, so we 're helping and um so the, the at the end of the class, you know the teacher gets the kids sit down there and they 're sitting down there, and their cups rolling in i 'm like what's going on oh it's tea time and so Every Sunday, kids drink tea. And so we had to tell our kids, like, we're going back there. Uh, they drink more coffee than tea, so you may not have tea. <laughs> and so, but it's just so fun to see that, and that's that became part of our life, you know, getting kids tea, and tea is a big thing. Uh, and, and it helps kids grow, I guess. Uh, so we drink a lot of tea there. And so we got involved with that. Uh, And then, so, the other part of our ministry out there is, of course, uh, pastoral training, where we train pastors. Uh, And these are pastors from villages and some in town. Uh, And the way our uh, training is set up uh, is that, you know, so we have, like, a lot of uh, uh, training places or schools, universities, where these people, pastors, can go and be trained. The problem is that those places are very expensive to train people, uh, and so. But we have set up in a way that a person like me, who is not paid by the school, uh, can come. Uh, these are the first years that we had uh, that mixed with the third years. Yeah. Uh, so a person like me, who's coming there and who's supported from outside, can walk in. So the school doesn't have to spend money to pay me and what it does it reduces the expenses of the school and we're able to bring these pastors and train them at a low cost Uh, which is good, great because a number of pastors that are out there they cannot be able to come to this or pay a huge amount to go to training so what they do is they just do what they know they can do Uh, and somebody I think asks is like why there's what you find is there's a lot of older people who are coming to our schools because they never had that privilege, opportunity. And so we've created that uh, opportunity for them to come and then we train them uh, uh, for them. And this is like the first year that just, we we just received last um, this, yeah, last January already. We're in February. Uh, So January, this is the first new group that we're working with. Um, and uh, it is very exciting to see most of them are going to be uh, predominantly charismatic coming from that background. Um, it is a big thing. I mean, charismatic sweeps Africa, and I'll, I'll share you my two cents why that is. Uh, I think part of it is that as charismatics, uh, they talk, uh, there's so much emphasis on the spirits, there's so much emphasis on demons, Now, um, I remember growing up, my grandma was not a believer, but she had a ministry of driving out demons. And what would happen is there'll be like people come with drums and they'll beat drums all night to drive those demons. I don't know if they were driving them out or they were bringing them into dust with them, but they did that. Um, And so. that language, it makes feel these like if you talk about demons, you talk about spirits, and you know Africans, you know, uh, do a sense of worship, worship spirits and stuff like that. Uh, so what it does, it, ha- it it makes them think that oh, I can do this, I can be part of this uh, church, whatever, because I don't get to leave everything, and I still bring in my other traditional. Uh, things with me Uh, and there is a church that I'll be talking about that uh, pretty much this works well with it but that's why charismatic goes beyond and spreads so fast uh, because it has some similarities with uh, African beliefs that they don't feel like you know they're uh, they're gonna be disconnected from Uh, it does you know that's why when you start talking about radical Christian you know you know, you, you have to completely cut yourself from anything or they, they will leave that place so fast. That's why true biblical churches takes longer to grow in Africa. Um, but, so, but that's what we're doing, and that's what we are trying to help uh, these pastors. Uh, this is the uh, graduates that we had last year in December, November, end of November. Uh, and so it was just exciting to see uh, these men have spent four years just to be trained on how they can teach accurately and be committed to true biblical teaching and living. And so we're always excited to see that. And again, you look at that, you need to be encouraged uh, in what you're doing, praying, and hopefully that even steers you more to keep praying because things are happening because of your prayers. Um, and so, so that's the group. Now... <coughs> I think I want to mention quickly is that uh, the challenges that these men have to face, now that they've learned the truth, they have to go back to their churches, there are many challenges, but I'm just going to uh, point out one challenge <clears throat> that uh, is what we have to deal with, especially as we work there. Um, one of them is this Zionic Christian church. You probably have heard about it. Huge church. About 9 to 10 million of people. Now, I said that our town is about 140,000. Our town is the headquarters. It's like uh, they, so twice a year, they make a pilgrimage from all over South Africa and some probably from all, all over Africa. They come into our city. So they take over everywhere. You go to the mall, they're there. Uh, they I, I should have... Got in a the picture. They wear like caps, like uh, uh like they. I don't know. You guys don't have those police with those caps that are shiny. I don't know. Uh, we're talking with just they wear those. The men wear those, and they wear khakis uh, uniform for church for worship. And uh, and their 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 thing is more dancing and singing. That's how they do. Uh, one of the things that's interesting is that uh, the church sells tea. Um, And that tea, suppose if you drink it, it cleans, it purifies you. And they also have, uh, I guess, holy waters that they sell again. They make pretty uh, big bucks with 9 million people, even if you sell a bottle of $1. I mean, that's $9 million right there. But so they use it wisely. So they sell those things to their people. And most of these people are very poor. Uh, But they trust this, you know. This thing, this system and, and and bigger part of it uh it mixes uh traditional beliefs, and then you have the bible, and it's whole charismatic you know experience involved in that so it's it 's everywhere now, if you look at those they look like they're apartments, but these are buses yeah, yeah, they look like they, just line up. New whole up apartment. But no, those are buses. And so it loaded up with people. And uh, that's just part of it. That's those... Even the cars. It's like sand. You know, it's like everywhere. And so, I mean, when I'm talking about our town gets swamped, it's like it gets swamped. Uh, and actually... Uh, whenever the, the local will tell us that okay this week it's pilgrimage that means they're coming, don't be on the road, <laughs> and they're right because uh, so many accidents yeah, that happens during that time, um, and so so they 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 will come here and and they will stay there for a week, and the idea is you don't clean yourself. You you let the dust with you take it home after a week so that you don't leave blessings behind. Uh, so... <laughs> so um, but, I mean, they love it, and they're just fine with it, and it sweeps a lot of people, and that's 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 what you have to deal with. I mean, every, like, in the town we leave, whether it be in the pharmacy, whether it be in the grocery store, whatever, you run into them everywhere. They're there. It's taken so much toll in that part. These men, when they graduate, they have to go in the village dealing with this kind of system to break through that. It is not easy. Uh Things, when they are connected to tradition, to culture, uh, to government, whatever, they are hard to go through that. Uh, And so, but, you know, uh, things are happening. Like we have a girl in our um, young adults that she's coming from that background um, and her mom still goes there. Uh, and so we're just trying to help her think through that, you know, understand the difference between our church and the church she's coming from. Uh, so the Lord is working through those people. But that's one thing you can be praying for this man we train, that they go back to a place where it's not going to be easy for them to uh, deal with the issues that they're going to be handling. now. So um, that's a bigger portion of our uh, ministry that we do there. Um, I don't know if I forgot something. <laughs> well, you're, you're, you're with me. There, so. <laughs> yeah. So if I remember something, I will tell you again. But if you have questions, you can ask me. Yes. Yes, so Dev is preaching he's preaching in Ephesians, which has been a good uh uh, uh it's been a good study for for that area. Um, you know the thing is with our church, it's probably one of the mature churches around, but once you start interacting with people in the church, you realize that they're still a mile mile away um I'm involved with children's ministry, and one of the things is that now um, our church is just simple and straightforward. There's no like you know J or family places; it's just one building. Now, what they've done is at the back they've put a glass, and so all families with kids you stay in those in that area. Uh, I've noticed over these past few months that you know we've had a lot of uh young families uh i think coming to our church and um it and and part of my job is just to be able to see what's happening in there and you can tell that a number of them uh they need to they need discipleship they need to grow up because you know they've never had first of all premarital counseling and they've never been exposed to uh, biblical Parenting. So you can just see there. Uh, and I think this study that he's doing in Ephesians, um, I, I <laughs> before I left, I was asking, Dave I was like, okay, so when are you going to hit chapter 5? Is it when I'm gone or <laughs> when I'm back? He's like, um, and maybe when I'm gone, I'm like, okay. Um, if I'm gone, here's what you need to do. <laughs> I need you to take weeks make serious on parenting because I have people in the room that needs that. And so he's excited to do that. So, but I think it's, it's at a stage where we need that in that church because we've just have a lot of people coming and these people are coming from most charismatic churches around us. Um, And they, they, they the thing is like uh they walk in because uh, one of the things people here they they come to church because it's a good thing to do uh so if so whatever church that's closed by they will just walk in that uh the problem is that then there are churches that are close to them that they walk in too, so like uh, I met. Uh, a lady one time I was talking to a lady and she's going to this uh, Zion church and I'm like why do you go to Zion church she's like well it's a good thing to do I I, I want to be a, a, a get out of trouble I want to go to church Um. so that's kind of the mentality so we when they come to our church we want to you know pack them with the truth so they know it either they stay or they leave at least they're exposed to the gospel so so yeah that was a long answer, but yeah, thank you yeah, so we have a place it 's called uh, uh Ma- Moriah if If you want to visit Moriah, we have a place visit us we will take you to moriah city uh, it's it 's a Zion city uh, it's that place has this place i 'm showing you they do have uh a bigger facility there where, uh, and, and the facility is just for, uh, I don't know what they call, maybe they're like the, I still have to learn how the hierarchy works. I know the the big guys like the apostle, chief, whatever, something. um, But it's just for the delegate that is respected that goes into that building. But uh, regarding to like in suburbs, uh, they don't have, a physical building, they just meet, um, normally outside, probably inside if it's raining, but normally it's outside, they would just meet and, you know, chant, chant, chant and drink tea, spray water and all that, and then their service is done. Uh, But they don't have like churches around, like actual building, yeah, yes. Yes, uh that's a good question. I think that's the beauty that I like about our training set is that most past uh people that come are pastors already and a number of them have been pastors for like ten years or five years or that and, and a bigger part of it as I said, the reason why they haven't gone to any sort of uh training for all those years because they couldn't afford. Um that's the beauty of our ministry is that we are able to uh bring in the right people. Um and and they're coming charismatic, uh quick question I mean not question, uh, uh something a story. Um uh, I went there to go to school, um and uh I had a friend uh that he was my classmate. My class, we were 24. 20, uh, 20 of the students in our class were very charismatic. I mean that we were living in this uh, house, and it had a living area. After class, at night, those 20 people will gather in that living area. They will be blistering their tongues, and all their veins comes out of their neck. Um, that is after they've been in class and they've been, you know, been showing the Bible. And, and and this friend of mine was part of that group. And we, me and the other four guys, we we were coming from at least some biblical church, so we were not comfortable with that. We didn't know why, but we didn't like that. And so they were like anti us in there. And he was part of that. Two years later, um, things began to change. Um, I think afterwards, he completely made a radical change. And so he came to me confessing and says, you know what, uh, when I came here the first year, and this, you know, Dave was like uh, one of the, he had just moved there. Uh, he's like, I wanted, I, I, I made it, I was praying, I was like, these uh, these teachers need to speak in tongues before I leave here. He says. that was my prayer. Um, and then uh, what happened also was, so uh, after like two years, he's made a, a, a turnaround. Now he's part of the, the, the professors there uh, teaching the same guys that are dealing with the same issues that he was dealing with. Uh, it's just amazing how the Lord works into... Uh, people's life there, and so we—I've seen it, you know—I've witnessed it, uh, and and I think uh, so. That's why when a person walks in, very you know, passionate about their charismatic, we don't chase them away. We just ask one thing: is that are you willing to um, just sit under the teaching and reason with us from biblical? If you're good with that, we'll do it. And so most of them are very respectful. Uh, and one of the things that my friend told me, said, said, um, what happened the first year is that, uh, you know, he will receive this teaching in class, very untired. We would talk, at, you know, he's like, no, that can't be true. He goes home because the way it's set up with our training is that it's modules. So you come in for 10 days, you miss one Sunday from a church, then you have three Sundays in your church. He says he would go back home and is teaching the same thing that he was against in class. So he did that for a year. He comes to the, he listens and he comes to Hossu. He's like against it. He's like no, that can't be true. But then he goes home. He teaches the same thing, and he says he did that for two years, um, which is incredible. But now he's teaching why he's embracing it. So so we've seen. The way the Lord works, but most of the people we get, they're charismatic. But we believe that the Lord works through them. We have to be patient, and uh, we bear with them. Uh, but I think those who live with, uh, stand with us, and stay with us, we 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 see the fruits. And again, you're part of that. Yes. Okay, quick one. <laughs> Express. Yeah, uh, I was saved when I was, uh, I think, 18 or 17. I can't remember. It's, it's been a long time ago. Uh, anyway, I was uh, in high school. Uh, I attended camp. Um, and uh, I, I believe, I think, my parents sent me to that camp because they wanted a break for a while. Uh, and I went there because I'd heard that uh, it's it, it the 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 camp was run by Americans. So the Americans are coming like, "Who cool? I gotta go to get to talk to Americans." And my parents are like, "Great, let's go!" And pushed me out there. And so, anyway, when I went there, um, you know, they were preaching the gospel every. Um, Every, sun, every night. And I have to say this, uh, it wasn't expository preaching, no. Um, it was, if anything, it was more charismatic thing. But there was some truth there that um, convicted me. Uh, and I think the thing was, because I grew up as a Presbyterian, uh, I had gone through the classes that you need to do to become a Christian. In those. So I was convinced I am a believer. But the interesting thing was when I sat under this teaching, they start speaking about death and all that, I was just so fearful. And I didn't know why until I realized that the biggest part of it was that I did not have hope. And so I didn't know where I was going if I die. And so, uh, so that was kind of the beginning of convictions that I got convicted. And, and after a while, um, the Lord saved me through that ministry. Um, and, uh, once he saved me, it's just like I had plans to do something. And then when I got saved, it was like, whew, I wanted to do ministry right away. Um, and so it was fascinating. After that, I finished, uh, high school. My parents had these plans and I told them I want to go to Bible school. Uh, they couldn't believe that, you know, that was the will of God for me to do. Uh, so they, they wrestled with me until they're like, my mom is like, you know what? We have nothing to lose. If we want him to do the Bible, that's the best thing he can do. Uh, he, he's out of the troubles. And so that is what let me free to go do that. And the Lord has just worked through that um, to this point. Um, that is a bridge division vision. Otherwise, we're staying here and we need kids and get hungry and so but thank you so much much. well thank you
0: well we praise the lord for how he saved you and amanda and how he brought you two together and is using you And before we pray now for you guys, we just wanted to first present a little gift that we have for Amanda, actually. Mindset has been preparing a special gift for all of our missionary wives over the last couple months, and we've been making aprons for all of our wives. And this one was made by Brittany Downer on behalf of Mindset for Mission, so we just wanted to present this to you. And if you want, you can try it out and, you know, kind of walk around. Yeah, we'll pray, and you can get it all set, and it'll be really fun. (laughs) All right, well, let's go ahead and let's pray for the Simuakas. Our gracious Heavenly Father, it is such a blessing for us to hear of the wonderful privilege we have in Christ, the wonderful privilege we have to be sitting under the teaching of your word, Lord, and to each be even able to own our own Bibles, Lord, and to be able to read your truth, God. We thank you so much for how you have worked in Quacha and Amanda's lives to bring them to a saving knowledge of yourself, to put in them a desire and a heart for seeing others come to Christ and being taught the word of God and to serve you, Lord. In Kwani. God, we thank you so much for um, their family, for the girls, for Shirley, Charlotte, and Magnolia, and for little Violet on the way. God, we do pray that you would continue to bless them and use them, Father, in their own home as they disciple their girls. And in the church, Father, we thank you so much for the desire of the church to be learning your word. God, we're thankful for. Um, their church's faithful witness for the maturity that they do have in an environment where there's so many false doctrines, God. And Father, we do just ask that you would cause the members to grow, Lord, and to be unified on your word, God, that they would desire your truth above their desires, Lord. And Father, we pray that you would continue to give the Beakley's great wisdom and discernment. We pray for Dave, as even as he's teaching through Ephesians, for Quacha as he helps Dave in leadership there, and for the other elders of the church, God, that you would uh, cause them, Father, to have a heart for um, seeing Christ's uh, passion and Christ's uh, truth, Lord, in the hearts of their members, Lord. Father, we thank you for their group, the discern group, Lord. What a wonderful, wonderful ministry as they can help these young people to discern truth in such a confusing world, let alone the regular uh, lures that the world has on us, God, but especially in the Christian world there in South Africa, Father. We pray that you would give Amanda and Kwacha great wisdom and discernment themselves as they disciple this group, Lord, and help lead them. We also pray for the children's ministry, that you would help them, Father, to shape that ministry in a way that would be honoring to Christ and help these families, Lord, these young families, as they desire to train their children in the way that they should go, Lord. Father, we think of the training ministry, and we're so grateful for uh, Christ Seminary, Father, for The many years, Lord, now that you have given them uh, the privilege of teaching your word to these pastors, Father. We thank you for how it changed Quacha's life, for how it changed his class members' lives, Lord, and how it continues to do so. Father, we praise you for uh, Dave, for Charlie, for Quacha, for the other professors and leaders of the seminary. God, we do pray that you continue to give them great patience and love for their students, Lord, as they teach them, uh, not with judgmentalness, Lord, but with the desire to come along the weaker brother, to disciple them according to your word. And for those who may not be saved, Lord, that they would have the wonderful privilege of showing them Christ in the scriptures, God. And so we pray that you would uh, be with each of these men who are sitting under the training. Lord, we do pray that you would humble their hearts and just make them desire to know your truth. And we pray that you would then see that impact, Father, as you use it in their own lives and as they go and then disciple their own families, their churches, their congregations, and in their communities, Lord. We're so grateful for how you've given us these opportunities, Lord, to be faithful ambassadors of your truth. And we pray that you'd continue to bless the Simwakas as they do so in South Africa. And we do just want to pray for Amanda and the rest of her pregnancy and that you would bring Violet safely into this world to join Team Simwaka in South Africa, Lord. And we thank you for all these things in Christ's name. Amen.